We're on the road with Mickey, we're gonna have some fun. Regardless of the rain or sun, our trip has just begun. So buckle up, let's go, we're about to start the show. And maybe if you like us, you'll see where else we'll go. Hey everyone, I'm Mike, and she's Sophie. And she's Brenda. Hi everyone. And he's Grogu, and Grogu would like to say, before we even get started, first, we're on the road with Mickey, Mm -hmm. but Grogu would like to say, happy birthday to our friends from Billy's Closet of Magic. Yay! Happy birthday, you guys! The group that is Billy's Closet of Magic on Facebook, you can go search for it and find it. They are three years old today on our recording day. So um, it's a little confusing, but it makes sense in my twisted mind. So there you it go. It makes perfect sense. He is <laughs> celebrating his best friend, Billy. Yes, That's right. he sure is. And we also want to say happy birthday to the Magic Kingdom Yay! and Epcot. So the Magic Kingdom is how old now? 52 years? Yeah. Yep, and Epcot, Epcot is 41 years. Yes. That's right. So, way to go, Happy guys. Birthday. Happy birthday. Thank to you those for the magic. Parks. Yes. Yes. So, anyway, now that all that is out of the way, it is time to continue on and really get into our show. This is episode 188 for October 2nd, 2023. And our feature topic this week is our top five Disney songs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've, I've, I've made a decision. It's going to be our top 50 songs. Because <laughs> there's so many. <laughs> there are. So, but, you know, maybe we'll <laughs> stick with five. I don't know. I, I, I don't have but five songs written down. So probably we should stick with five, don't you we think? We should probably stick with five. I was having such a hard time trying to decide and if you give me one more slot i'm going to be here all day trying to figure out what it is <laughs> okay then it's top five still Never yes mind. title did not change um but first we have some cheddar from the big cheese and i'm going to start us off and it is very appropriate cheddar i think um november 27th 2013 brenda mm-hmm. yeah 10 years ago this year, mm-hmm. Frozen was released in theaters. Golly, that ages us, doesn't it? Doesn't it, though? And I'm going to give a little mea culpa to Sophie because I know that we took her to see it way too much. Yes, you did. Nine times a, in the theaters alone. But it's a great movie yes, and great is. music. And Disney is going to commemorate that anniversary with 10 weeks of surprises. I have no idea what those surprises are. But one surprise, I guess I know one surprise that I didn't know, is that last year, Idina Menzel, who is Elsa, Kristen Mm -hmm. Bell, who's Anna, Jonathan Groff, who's Kristoff, and Josh Gad, who's Olaf, were all honored as Disney legends in 2022 for their work on the films. Nice. I didn't know that. I had no idea. And I went and looked at that year, and there's like 10, 15 people that were made legends last year. But those four are 
very special when it comes to Frozen, of course. So. For sure. So anyway, congratulations. Yes. Congratulations to those legends. And I'm just, Frozen is just, it's got a good place in my heart. So. Me too. And see this, this thing along people at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Don't miss it. Don't miss it, Sophie. Don't mm. miss it. She saw it. She says, I've been it's really there, good. Don't need to see it again. It's really good, good for air conditioning. I'll give it that. It's good for snow coming down in the form of bubbles. It's good for everything. It's good for what Whatever. ails you. Whatever you guys say, what ails me is listening to let it go one more time, especially out of this old toad's mouth. <laughs> Am I the old toad? <laughs> yes, you are, because nice. you all know Aunt Brenda has a lovely singing voice. Let it go. Rip Stop it. it. Rip it. Rip I, will it. <laughs> I will mute you. I will mute you. Don't think I won't. <laughs> you gotta kiss a lot of frogs. <laughs> yep. <sighs> Okay, not... Sophie, you're next. Mm-hmm. I'm going to move yes, on. <laughs> definitely. And unfortunately, I would rather be talking about this sad news than listening to my dad saying, let it go one more time. Unfortunately, as many of us know, many of us Harry Potter fans, the actor who played Professor Dumbledore, known as Sir Michael Gambon, passed away at the age of 82 recently. Well, also recently, a bunch of Harry Potter fans lined up at the Universal Orlando Resort to pay tribute to him. They had a special wand-raising ceremony at Hogwarts Castle. And for those of you who are not Potterheads, uh, the wand-raising ceremony is used to commemorate a death. It is where wizards will rise up their wands and they will act sort of like a candlelight processional a candlelight visual for their fallen friend. Uh, This was done last year as well to commemorate Robbie Coltrane, also known as Hagrid, who passed away last year. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, all of you. Yeah. Thank you, Sophie. Yeah, of course. All right, Brenda, you got a little bit of cheddar? A little bit of cheddar. You know, Epcot at Epcot this week, they opened up the new Moana Journey of Water attraction to annual pass holders. Mm-hmm. And the lines were massive. So they quickly realized they were going to have to put in place a virtual queue for people to be able to go and see the attraction. So if you're getting ready to go soon, anytime after October 16th to general public, be prepared. It's going to be busy. Isn't that crazy? I mean, I get it's it's visually stunning. Um, my friend Pam, who has been on the podcast and she lives in North Carolina, like we do, she um she saw it from the monorail and heard part of the show. Her DVC preview was for after they were leaving, but she said it was phenomenal looking. Oh, and I yeah. get all that. I mean, it's visually stunning. Yes, it is. But it just surprises me that it's that busy for a walkthrough attraction. I know. There's no ride. There's no, you know, I don't know. I think it would have been neat if there was a ride, you know, to at the be end frank, or something. Maybe. To be frank, 
I think the reason why it was so busy is just because Epcot has been under a lot of construction for years at this point. That's for sure. And mm -hmm. besides Cosmic Rewind, not much new stuff has been added really, especially in Future World. Mm -hmm. And so I think that a lot of these people are just really excited to see what's new and they're hoping that this will be sort of the first of many things to be quickly released in Epcot just so that they can go back to having that complete ex Epcot experience. I think, I think that's right. a lot of what's going on and I'm sure that once everybody has gotten through their ooh new shiny pretty thing it's going to be very, it's going to die down very quickly. I don't think it's going to be a virtual queue for nearly as long as, say, Ratatouille or Tron or Rise of the Resistance. I don't think that's going to be the case. Probably I not. expect it will probably be finished with the virtual queues in no later than January of next year. Interesting. Let's see if that prediction holds out. And I think Let's you're see. right, Sophie. Mm -hmm. I think uh, that's it a lot is the fact that there's been so much construction and so little. Especially new since, stuff to do. At yeah. The, the, and what's future what used to be future world. Yeah. Yeah. Especially since it's also a water feature like you will get wet when you go in there and we're getting into the colder months. So I imagine people are going to either be taking the non water feature route or they are just going to be like, OK, we did it. Now I'm freezing cold. Let's go warm up somewhere. Exactly. That's probably what's going to happen. I think the main problem when it opens to the public is going to be the Moana meet and greet that opens with it, though, because children oh. want to meet Moana. Oh, and if yeah. you don't do that first thing when you go into Animal Kingdom right now, you can forget it. So that's going to be a very, very busy now, that's area. That's not something I knew about. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. We shall see. I'll I'll report when I get back in December. Absolutely. How, how it is. Good. When we get boots on the ground with Brenda. Boots on the ground. Brenda yep. and Butch, boots on the ground. <laughs> yeah, and I'm also there the week that the new um, the new fireworks show at Epcot starts. So I'll be seeing that Ooh. as well. I'm really worried about the crowd for that. I uh, would be too. I, a word of advice for you. I actually find that the best place to view the fireworks is over where that train station area is in Germany. That was one of the best places to watch Harmonious. It gave you a great view, so I can only yeah. imagine that the fireworks will be even better from over there. That's right. I might have to get some caramel right before it starts. Mm-hmm. Might? How about Will? <laughs> we'll have to. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to for sure. All right, then. All well, right. That's that. Well, that's good cheddar. Um, we have time for our top five Disney songs. It's time for our feature topic. And, you know, I, I've said this before, but one of the things I absolutely love about Disney is the music. And so in this week's feature topic, we are going to try and share with you what our top five Disney songs are and maybe give a little brief reason as to why. So what are your favorite Disney songs? 
let us know and we'll share those answers with you next week. I'm going to post right after we finish. I'm going to post in the Facebook group, the Honor Row with Mickey group, and see what kind of responses we get. So this week it's my turn to start first. So All right. I am excited. And I went, it surprised myself by going all movies this time. I, I thought I was going to have some from the parks. I really did. But, um, but it didn't happen that way. And the first one on my list is from the movie Aladdin. Really? Mm-hmm. Surprised, huh, Soph? A little. Well, you know I'm a romantic, so when it comes to romantic songs, A Whole New World from Aladdin is right up there. I mean, the the scene in the movie, he takes her on, on, the, on the magic carpet. They go all over the world. He sings to her, and you just start to see that 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 romance blossoming it's really really kind of neat yeah yeah and it's a, really a great good song. song and and of course it's immortalized in mickey's Magic, and it's a great segment in there too but Beautiful. a whole new world from aladdin is number five on my list as Very it good. should be so so that's that's kind of what i was thinking talking about why and what it is and everything like that so this might be quicker than I thought. I don't know. All right. Oh, I plan That's on making choice. sure it's not quick, Daddy. I've got a lot of stuff to talk about. Okay. All right, then. Well, uh, in... How do I put this? Right. The same way that you're doing, I'm going from number five to number one, even though it's listed one through five and not five through one. So we're going to start at the bottom of my list. Oh, okay. And... I will be frank here. Yes, I'll be frank. Um, okay, Frank. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say that. My list is prone to changing. It's oh, prone yeah. to changing a lot. I imagine when I come back to this tomorrow, I will be like, now why on earth did I put that when there's another good song right here? What was I thinking? It's so hard to narrow down to five, and you know your mood is affected exactly. i mean everything affects it absolutely it does yep. but while we're at it uh i'm going to talk about the thing that brought on this episode so there is a podcast that my dad and i listen I to got to mention that yes and what they'll do is they will welcome on guest speakers to their um show every week or every month or so actually because they don't release weekly like us but no. these will be famous people like they have they had a bunch of different people the one that comes to mind is Love, who actually made the music for the new pixar movie elemental he was the one who made one of the songs there and so he was talking about his favorite songs from disney and so my dad and I got to thinking, wouldn't it be cool if we, like, the three of us collectively chose songs and we got to be on the show for one of their episodes? <laughs> Obviously, that didn't happen, but Has we, not were, we were 
scouring our brains, coming up with a good song for each of us because we were like, these people get to choose four. We are going to choose only one and then we're going to have a fourth one. So our three songs and then a fourth one collectively that we pitch to these guys. And so the song that I came up with was Dig a Little Deeper from Princess and the Frog. I quite like that song. I quite like it a lot. It is just, it gives soul music energy. That's what it gives. And of course, it is talking about that which is most important in life, which is, of course, finding a partner. For most of us, that's very important. And for me, that's very important. And of course, mm -hmm. I changed my mind about this because I was like, do I really need a partner, though? I could go with another song from the same movie, that being almost there, to talk about my student debt that I'm working to pay off. I'm almost there, by the way. <laughs> Yay, me! Yay! Yay, you! But I decided dig a, dig a Little Deeper is what I'm going to choose for my list instead, and that is going to be my number five, because again, my list changes yeah. all the time. But if yeah. I had to choose one that just felt right, it would be Dig a Little Deeper. It would be Very Dig good. a Little Deeper. That's good a good song. Good choice. And Thank good you. explanation. Yep. All right. Well, Brenda, you're up. Okay. Well, <laughs> I didn't have much time to prepare for this episode. I'm so sorry. I was out of town for a couple of days. Uh, I just started adding notes to my phone as they came to my mind and that is the way my list is it's not narrowing down to the top one or anything it's just five songs yep. five songs that i love so i'm just going to look at my phone and go down my list so the first one is you'll be in my heart it's a song by english drummer and singer of course phil collins from the 1999 disney animated feature tarzan i've been a long time fan of phil collins he has made a lot of songs for disney for disney movies and his voice the song is just why are you laughing at me because sophie had it on her list it's fine like i sophie said and i think alike my I'm list can sorry. change it's fine I'm sorry. that is so rude of me for laughing at brenda while she's trying to tell why it means so much to her i'm sorry brenda rude. i just think it's I think it's a beautiful song, and, and unlike awesome. the song that I chose for the contest that uh, Sophie was talking about, I did not put that song in this list for many reasons, especially right now. But this song, same same sentiment for me, and that's all I'm going to say. Well, there you go, Aunt Brenda. See, here's the thing about my list. I have been... Um collecting sing-along versions for a lot of these songs so the fact that aunt brenda had one of my songs means i can give her the sing-along version and y'all can look in the show notes and go oh. find all these sing-along versions so you oh, can sing fun. our favorite songs so there you are that's there fun you thank go. you you're welcome yeah. i wonder if you'll have any more of my, i don't think so i know I, the last one you definitely won't have nobody's gonna have my last one i know my songs are listed right there. You can oh. look at them while my dad is spewing off oh, his awesome. favorite songs. Spewing off. That's what I what do. Are you, what are you spewing <laughs> off, Mike? <laughs> well, number four is Touch the Sky Ooh. from the movie Brave. 
and that is up there on my list um, because it shows, you know, Merida is my favorite princess. We've covered that yeah. before. And mm-hmm. this song just shows her grit, her determination, her willingness bravery. and her, her bravery. There you go. Her <laughs> bravery and her her get up and go and let's go do it and let's knock this out. She is reaching for the stars or for the sky in this case. Um, and she is going to make the world her own. And that's and that's such a cool thing because you know she's she's basically just saying look we're making our own path and this is what we're going to do and i'm going to make sure it happens and so she reaches out and she goes out and grabs it she grabs the bull by the horns you know she does so that's why i love that's why i love that song that's a good song so so touch the sky from the movie brave that's a good one daddy very good and I did check your list just now, Sophie, and we don't have any of the other ones in common. Good. Surprisingly. Surprisingly. <laughs> well, goodness gracious. I would hope not because this next song on my list is one that I don't think a lot of people know about. Well, they might know about it just based off of how many um, views this current YouTube has, this YouTube oh. video has. And the reason that I say this one might be a little bit on the down low is because this is actually a song that did not make it into any of the movies. Oh, oh that happens a lot. All right. So I'm going to set the scene for you all. It is okay. the early 2000s when Disney was really churning out some of my favorite movies. And we are on the production scene of a new film. It's kind of Prince and the Pauper-esque, but with a little Mesoamerican flair, and it is called Kingdom of the Sun. So, yes. Daddy, I don't think you would know this. Aunt Brenda, she seems like a history nerd like me, so I'm sure she might be able to figure it out. But this movie was completely scrapped halfway through production and it became something else i'm going to give you two guesses well three guesses to guess what movie this became and no you are not allowed to look at the google doc for it daddy so don't even think about it too late i already did but i won't i, already I won't guess mine so i know what it is because <laughs> i want i went and made um, sure that none of yours were mine so now i know i think the movie is the Lion King. No, that was in the 90s. <laughs> um, Jungle Book. Nope. <laughs> 101 Dalmatians. No. <laughs> okay, you those better were... tell me then. Okay. Even though I know, but still, go on. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, after the entire plot of the movie was scrapped, it was completely redone into a beloved cult classic called The Emperor's New Groove. (laughs) The movie was originally going to be a classic, like a classic movie. It was going to have songs. It was going to be a musical. There was going to be a big bad villain who still managed to make it into the um, different movie that we ended up with. And her name was Yzma. 
is Yzma, in fact. And the song that I have for my number four is her villain song. For those of you who like the villains, you know, you know just how awesome their music is. Poor unfortunate souls be prepared. All of the villain songs are great. And Yzma did not get one in the final movie, but she got one in the prototype. And that song is called Snuff Out the Light which makes sense because it's called the Kingdom of the Sun, and obviously the villain is not going to like the sun. Yeah. So snuff out the light, claim your right to a world of darkness. It was one of the best villain songs I think we could have gotten. I wish we had wow. it, and we do have it, but I wish On we had YouTube. a movie to go with it. Well, well maybe be, maybe because of the subject is why they don't didn't put it in the movie. Maybe. What do you mean? About, about embracing darkness and snuffing out the light and I have villain heard, winning and so forth. I have heard far worse villain songs than that, Daddy. Far more evil. We have okay. a villain song about a brother going to massacre a king and his child. That's not very nice. Scar, Lion King. Yeah. He doesn't quite say it that way, though. He totally does. Anyway, maybe he does. I don't know. I'm sticking to the light. I am, too. <laughs> Suit yourselves. Good choice, though, Sophie. I like the oh my gosh, a lot. I had yeah, no I idea about the Kingdom of the Sun. Snuff out the light. That's Sophie's number four, and it's hilarious to me because my number two is coming up. And guess what it is? Don't tell me it's from <clears throat> The Emperor's New Groove. Nope. It's I See the Light from Tangled. <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> it is I See the Light. It's a song written by composer Alan Menken and lyricist Glenn Slater for Walt Disney Animation Studios' 50th animated feature film, The Tangled Movie, which I love. This nice. duet, originally recorded by American recording artist and actress Mandy Moore and American actor Zachary Levy, or Zachary, Zachary Levy, in their respective film roles as the main characters of Rapunzel and Flynn Rider. I love that song. I see. It's beautiful. And I, I think love that song. she had snuff out the light and I had I see the light at the same time. That's oh, goodness. That's awesome. That's funny. That's awesome. You have to appreciate that. Uh-huh. <laughs> and just FYI, I'm going to go back just a little bit and say that A Whole New World was also performed by and written by Alan Menken um, and touch the sky was performed and written by Julie Fowlis F-O-W-L-I-S and nice. she did a couple other songs in Brave that are really good too so you might want to check her out Yay. but um, but that's awesome though that's that is, funny I that see the light awesome. is really oh I love that song love yeah, that song. I do too Ooh, it could have been on my list. Yeah, that's the thing about all these it, songs. They all could have been on our list. Yeah. yeah. Well, except maybe so, mine. Number three, and this is where it gets really hard, is getting from three to two to one for me. But oh, yeah. 
but I'm gonna I'm gonna keep the the ranking I've got. Number three is the song I chose for the um the BR guest podcast that Sophie mentioned before, mm-hmm. and that is what else can I do Ooh. from the movie Encanto, performed by Diane Guerrero and Stephanie Beatriz. Diane Guerrero plays Isabella, and Stephanie Beatriz is Mirabelle. And I love the song because what it does is it shows how these sisters who are always at each other's throats, you know, not yeah. figuratively, but li- but not literally, but figuratively, right. how they come back together and how they really get this connection, you know? Yeah. And that's what I really love about that is how, how they kind of just, they play off each other. They're trying to, one's trying to apologize yeah. and the other one's like, oh my gosh, look what, now I'm able to do this. And, and it just really, to me, it's just an awesome song because in the end they come together and, and they have the kind of sister relationship that that is just is just really cool. Beautiful. So, yeah. So and you know That's a great choice. And Kanto has so many great songs. Oh my That's gosh. True. It does. So many great songs. Um, and that one is number three on my list. So awesome. That's a great choice, Mike. That's a very great choice. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Now on to Sophie's number three. We're at the middle section. We're at the crossroads here, people. Mm -hmm. And goodness gracious, I am being a little bit particular because, again, while technically the last one was from a movie, it was just from a movie that never got made. Uh This one is... Technically from a movie, but it's not part of a movie either. And this is because this is a Broadway musical song. Oh. For anyone who knows me, I love the theater. I love Broadway. I love musicals. I love acting. And the beauty about Disney is that they've released a lot of their movies as Broadway musicals over the years. And this one is Friend Like Me from Aladdin. The Broadway musical. And when I tell you that this this version of the genie just elevates what Robin Williams did, nobody can replace Robin Williams. He did not try. Mm-mm. He pulled out all the stops and he somehow managed to be a little bit better, in my opinion, just because he was also on Broadway. <laughs> and so this version of Friend Like Me, it lasts a good seven minutes. Wow. Yes, long. It is long, but it's thrilling. It is very, very fun. It's worth clicking the link, huh? It is. And I wish there was a version of it where you could actually see the choreography that he does, but I wasn't able to find it. So you're going to have to use your imagination. But when I tell you, it is very easy to use your imagination because there is a lot packed into this seven minutes. It is great. It is awesome. And I wish I could go see it, but unfortunately it's not on Broadway anymore that I know of. <sighs> That's a great oh. choice though. Yeah. And you know what's really neat? Um and and it's neat that 
that you found a version that's not the Robin Williams version from the mm-hmm. original Aladdin. And of course, there's the Will Smith version too. But yeah, which yeah. is really good too. But I didn't think anyone could ever do the genie as well as Robin Williams did. And the song from that original movie, oh my gosh. Yeah. It, it, to say that there's yeah. a version that you like better is that's high praise. It really I know. Is. Yeah. So good we choice. Love Robin Williams. choice. We love Robin Williams. Yes. And I love the genie. Yeah. And the beauty of the genie is the way to pull off the genie. Well, after Robin Williams, the way to pull off the genie is to not try and imitate Robin Williams. That's exactly. the thing. That's exactly. The thing. With perfection, make your own version and make it as good as you can. And yeah. that's what the genies excel at. Yeah. I have to wonder. Um, I, I've gone on all the Disney ships and both on the fantasy and the wish. They, they're, they have Broadway style shows and mm-hmm. both of those ships have Aladdin. And I have to wonder if what version of, of that song was in those. Cause I can't remember now. I, I don't, I don't remember but I'm wondering if they used the Broadway musical version since it's a Broadway style production or mm-hmm. or not. They may have. And actually, just, I'm, I'm just, just doing a quick Google now. search. I actually, it's still on Broadway. Those shows I was are mistaken. Not, I th- I'm sure that Broadway musicals are longer than, you know, the shows on the ships. But yeah. I'm just wondering what version of that particular song was used. Yeah. Mhm. But no, they've got they've got a version of it playing tonight. Oh wow! In New York, you need to fly to New York <laughs> at eight p.m. So, Daddy, I'm a, I'm gonna book my ticket and then I will see you tomorrow when I fly back. See you on the flip side. Yeah. <sighs> flip side. Or maybe I should find another day to go. But no, they've maybe. got. They've got tons of showings. Oh, well, that's great. Because people listening can, you know, if they're near, especially if they're in that area, they might want to yep. check it out. Oh, goodness. Never know. New Amsterdam Theater. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Very All good. All right, now. Brenda, what's number three on your list? Uh, I'm scrolling down my notes right now. And third on my list. Oh, well. <laughs> When you wish upon a star. Ooh, <laughs> good one, good one. That's like the Disney song. That's like, that even is. though it's from Pinocchio, that has mm-hmm. been used for so many things, like commercials, shows, fireworks show. I mean, it is. It's like the Disney song. So of course, when yeah. you wish upon a star would be one of mine. So it is. I think you and, should sing it, Brenda. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And it's also received uh, an Oscar, you know, so it's a uber popular one. No, it's 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 fairly good. It's well known. It's fairly good. <laughs> oh goodness well gracious! Known. You know what? what? When you wish upon a star, until I thought about it, I had no idea that Pinocchio was the second Disney film. I could have sworn that it was made sometime later, but no, no, it was the second one after Snow White. So it's only fitting 
that when you wish upon a star would be from Pinocchio because that's as Brenda said, that's the song. So it makes total sense that it would have been around since the company's well, really birth because Snow White was the labor and deliver delivery, mm-hmm. but Pinocchio was the first one that Disney made as a company, not just well, and it's a the dream film. Time. I mean, the, the lyrics in that song are so, <coughs> they never yeah. age. They're, they're true always. They're always true. Yeah. It makes no difference who you are. You know, you can make your, I mean, I guess, you know, living in America, make your dreams come true. Just mm-hmm. have to work hard. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful song, though. Yep. Um, is it my turn? Yes. Okay, well, number two, we're getting down to the nitty gritty, and I need to take a sip. Sorry, that's fine, Daddy. Got a little <clears throat> frog in my throat, and I'm not talking about toad. Princess and the Frog. Yeah, it's my toad time. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Toad's wild ride, indeed. Yes, indeed. Well, let's so, go. Number two on my list. Is a song that you all know that I like a lot. Mm, there I, are a lot of I songs have, that you like a I lot. I have talked about this many times, sometimes as a joke, sometimes not. I even mentioned it last week. Any idea? Is it Maui's song? No. No, but that's because we often good. joke his, you know, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great song. <laughs> I think we don't talk about Cindy. No, no, yes. no. Except we don't talk about Bruno. Except uh, last week we did talk about Bruno. Yeah. So I have back to back in Kanto songs. And, you know, I really like we don't talk about Bruno um, because it's fun. It's got a lot of good flow to it. Yeah. But is I heard um, an interview And I can't remember the style But there's some Sort of Musical style That Lin-Manuel Miranda Said that that song was done In where it's like All the different people Are singing a different Part of the song And it brings it all together In the way that it's performed And it is absolutely Fantastic and if you really sit down And listen to it you can hear All the different places where people Are singing different parts Of different lines and it's To pull that off Is just phenomenal To me I I couldn't do it I am not talented musically at all So you know what daddy It's That's number two on my list because of that Very original Yeah I know which one it is. I know which one you're trying to think. I'm trying to think of the um the style you mean? Yes. I know that the song was I believe a tango type style, but I also heard somewhere that there's a version a definition of music also known as a madrigal. Oh, that's it. You're right. It is because I said you. I I remember finding it, and and that's the madrigal is the different 
way the music is written to make it all. Yes, Madrigal. Definition. A part song for several voices, especially one of the Renaissance period, typically arranged in elaborate counterpoint and without instrumental accompaniment. Very good. Yeah. Yes. That's a great choice. Yeah, because it's a very unique song, that's for sure. Yep. Yeah. And it, and it's it's just so neat. La familia madrigal, and they sing a madrigal. That's yeah. Funny. Yeah. They knew what they great were doing. Choice. Yeah, they do. I think they sure did know what they were doing. Yeah. I'm telling you, Lin Manuel Miranda <laughs> is a musical genius. Yeah, he is. Uh huh. Very much so. Mm-hmm. All right, Sophie, number two on your list. All right. So this is the part where Daddy was laughing at Aunt Brenda for. Rude on you. Shame on you. Yeah. Uh, so originally, my number right. two song was You'll Be In My Heart from Tarzan. That was my original song. But because I love Aunt Brenda and because my list is always changing, I switched it up. Mm-hmm. And the song I went with instead, I've already talked about the artist who made it, that being Love. And the song that I'm talking about now is Steal the Show from Disney Pixar's Elemental. I loved Elemental. I loved it so, so, so much. That movie is like... I'm trying to decide. It's like the Titanic for me, being someone who was born after the Titanic was released. The movie, I mean. Like, we all know the Titanic is the movie that makes every girl from the 90, from the 90s cry her heart out because it's so romantic and sad. That is elemental for me. Because I was a 2000s girly, so I didn't have Titanic growing up, but mm. I have Elemental now, and it just, it tugs at my heartstrings. I love yeah. that movie so, so much, and the song in it, Steal the Show by Love for Elemental, that is basically the movie summarized. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Yeah. It talks about the two singles coming together and finding a relationship that they didn't know either of them could have, especially with each other, but overall. And it's just nice to see them be happy together. And you can see it in their faces. They have this glow about them when they're together. And it's not just because one of them is literally made of fire. <laughs> <laughs> Although that does help Yeah It helps to glow <laughs> It's just It's a feel good song It's about romance I love song. romance It's nice That yeah. is great That's a great Good choice, choice Sophie Yeah Great choice Thank you yeah. Oh Well my number four song Is the only one that is not from a uh, a movie or a production of any kind, except that it is from an attraction. Oh, okay. it is from a very important attraction to all three of us. Carousel of Progress. Yeah, that's right. 
It's and a that great is big, beautiful tomorrow. That's right. There's a great big beautiful tomorrow. It's the theme song to Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress in the Magic Kingdom, and of course, it was written by the Sherman Brothers, who did so many songs for Walt Disney. Mm-hmm. And it's just, uh, you know, there's just something about it. Yeah. It's Disney. It's just. Yeah. It is quintessential. Yep. It's a great song. Golly. I mean, Walt Disney came up with that attraction and that's, it's so much him to us. So there you go. That's why it's on the list. Good choice. Great choice. Very good choice. Not good choice. Great choice. Every single one of these songs that you guys have said are great choices. That you've said, too. Yeah. Thank you. Speaking of you, it's your turn. Yeah. And it is time for number one, the numero uno, the piece de resistance, the one, (laughs) the top. (laughs) And it probably will stay there. Ooh. And I thought really long and hard about my Encanto songs that I shared as how they might be number one, uh, especially what else can I do? I actually like that one a lot more than I like. We don't talk about Bruno, although I love we don't talk about Bruno, you know, um, but this one has stayed the, the test of time and no, it is not. Let it go. Good. Hmm. But it is the test of time. Hmm. It's not a Beauty and the Beast song. <laughs> How much time? Oh, wait. It's still a Frozen song, isn't it? It is a Frozen song. I know <gasps> which one it is. I know which one it is. I know you do. It is. Do you want to build a snowman? Aww. I That's absolutely so love that movie. Love that song. Love all those songs. But that one touches at my heartstrings. And it does because when when Anna is singing it, she starts out. They're little girls. They're so excited. They want to play. They want to build a snowman. Then things start to go south. And then and then they she's getting shut out because she doesn't understand what's happening with Elsa. And Elsa is secluding herself and she wants to, she wants to, she wants her to play. She wants her to be part of her life. And then her parents die. And it's just the two of them. And she's like, do you want to be able to know? Do you want to go back to where we were when we had mom and dad? Mm -hmm. And it just, it always brings a tear. Always. Yeah. It's a great song. It is. It is such a powerful piece of music, and it is performed by Kristen Bell, Agatha Lee Mon, and Katie Lopez, and it is just, it's just a phenomenal, phenomenal song in my opinion. So Great it song. is number one on my list, and it probably will be number one on my list for a long time. That's awesome. So, so there you go. Very good, Mike. You Your know, list I, is very I, impressive. Thank you. My songs reach down into your heart. That's the ones yeah. that is they yeah. reach down into your heart. So yes. Yep. I well, like I want, I'm wondering what Sophie's number one is and if it reaches down into her heart or what her connection oh, is. Oh yes. It. Because 
obviously my songs have not been written in the show notes since the very beginning since I needed to have them there or else I would choose something completely different. But my number one is also very near and dear to my heart. And that is because of the movie that it is from. Mm-hmm. I've already stated this. I love 2000s movies from Disney. I love them so, so much. And one 2000s movie that did not get changed that much would be Lilo and Stitch. That movie is one of my favorites. I connect with Lilo on such an emotional and quintessential level because Lilo is a little girl and she is actually written. It is accurate. The way she's written is accurate to a child that has autism, maybe mild autism, but still a child that is on the spectrum. And I Mm -hmm. was a child who was on the spectrum. I am still on the spectrum, but you wouldn't know that now. But the fact that Lilo is a child who was like me when I was that age, you can just, I feel for her so, so much. And I feel for Nani too, because Nani, her older sister, she is here trying to care for this girl that just needs more than what other child needs. And it reminds me of my mom. And Nani and Lilo, they have their rough edges with each other. They fight a lot. I fought with my mom a lot. But they also still love each other very, very much. And they want to stay together and be happy. And the song that I'm talking now is just one of those moments where they've had a rough day with each other. They're not quite sure how things are going to get better. And then this guy, this guy named David, He comes over, and David, he reminds me a lot of my dad, too, because he and Nani (laughs) (laughs) are like that. Yeah. And David's like, you know what I think you guys need? I think the best cure for a sad face is a couple of boards and some choice waves. And so the song plays as they're swimming out into the ocean to go surfing together, and the song is called Hawaiian Roller Coaster Ride. It's an awesome song. It is an awesome awesome song. song. (laughs) And it's just a carefree moment. A moment of joy in a very stressful situation. And even Stitch, the harbinger of chaos, the complete... Well, we love Stitch, we do. But at this point in the film, he has just been causing all sorts of mess. Even he can get involved in it. Or at least he tries. And it's just a very good song. It's a very good scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a very good song. You could sing that song all the time. That's a great song, too, to play if you're if you're a person who, I know this sounds weird, but if you're a person who plays music when you're cleaning house. Oh, it's, certainly. It's, an, it, it's, mo- it's just uplifting. It's just fun. It's a fun song. Yep. You know? I love that song. I sing it a lot myself. Yeah. Great song. Great. That is a great choice. Yes. Great list, Sophie. Great Thank list. You. Awesome. Brenda, you're up. <laughs> Give us the closing word, Brenda. Well, I knew no one else would have chosen this song, and I can't even explain my heart for this song. But it, it's kind—it's kind of a it's 
it's just not expected, I guess. So it's speechless um, is what it is. Yeah. It renders I, her speechless. Yes, because I have a particular affinity to powerful ballads, powerful, heartfelt, gut-wrenching ballads. And this song is forevermore is evermore. And it is from it was written oh, for Beauty I know and the Beast. Which one that is. Yes, and it is a song written by composer Alan Menken and lyricist Tim Rice for the musical fantasy film Beauty and the Beast, a live-action remake of Disney's 1991 animated film of the same name, originally recorded by the actor Dan Stevens from the movie. And I love I love that version. I really do. But the version that is my absolute favorite is the one that Josh Groban sings because Josh Groban to me is just the phenom period. So the version I love is by Josh Groban of Evermore. And, you know, there's a, it's not a runner up. So I didn't do a runner up song, but there's another song um, from beauty and the beast that Josh Groban also sang and it's called um, If I Can't Love Her. And it, it rips my heart out. And I just absolutely love those two beautiful renditions of those beautiful songs evermore. And If I Can't Love Her. But they're just beautiful to me. They're, they're so I did not know. Too. I didn't know that Josh Groban performed a cover of this. My favorite cover from Josh Josh Groban would be when he and Kelly Clarkson were singing the duet from Phantom of the Opera, All I Ask mm. of You. You yeah. need to go watch that. You need to go listen to it right now. Yeah. It is such a beautiful thing. If you're into power ballads like me. Yes. And these two, these are, these are not, these are just, you know, s solos for him. Mm -hmm. But Evermore is just so, it just yeah. is so beautiful. I remember when Jagan watched the live action Beauty and the Beast, she was like, why on earth did they put a song in with the Beast? I liked it when he was roaring. And I'm oh. like, Jagan. Because he had feelings. He was a, he was a man. Girl. Yeah. yeah, I literally called Jagan uncultured when she said that. Evermore was the best thing to come out of that remake. It is so beautiful. And even, even if I can't love her, it's like I should have done... I should have done things differently. I should have, you know, he regretted so much yeah. who he was. Mm -hmm. And it's just beautiful. It just is beautiful. beautiful. <laughs> wow. So great that's, that's song. Great choices, people. Very great choices. Now I want to hear from our listeners. Yeah. If you can, list your top five. Golly, there's so many to choose from. And I almost feel like we should revisit later down the road and do instead of a top five songs, like maybe top five movie albums or something. Oh, you know, you know? Now that, that might be, be significantly easier for me because all of my songs can be grouped into movies. So you're basically telling me which movies do I like the best? Yeah. In terms of their music, and I could easily come up with that. And Kanto would be number one. Yeah. But anyway, that's down the road. I'll give us time to forget, and then we'll maybe come back <laughs> to that later. Oh, and Kanto will still be number one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Well, great feature topic, ladies. Thank you so much. I loved it. I enjoyed it. I'm going to watch every single one of these links. Thank you, Sophie, for popping those in for all of our songs. You're very welcome. And now everybody else can go and watch these links. Exactly. Exactly. But that takes us to this day in Disney history for October 2nd. Sophie, what do you got? A little bit of a confession time now. Uh, I had forgotten to put in some Disney history up until after we started recording. So if you went back to the very beginning of the show and you saw my screen go from dark-ish to suddenly overly bright, that's why, because the website where I get these from is black background with white text and then I was switching over to a Google Doc with a white background and black text anyway I got my history so we're okay now good and obviously we were talking about how today is the birthday of the Magic Kingdom it opened on October 1st but this episode is releasing October 2nd so I was like can I just go back a day and maybe find something? But I found something better. Oh, awesome. There's something about Walt Disney World that did take place on October 2nd regarding its birthday. And that is the Liberty Square Riverboat. In 1971, the day after Magic Kingdom's grand debut, the Liberty Square Riverboat opens at Walt Disney World with the Admiral Joe Fowler taking its first trip around the Magic Kingdom's River of America. The boat is named after Fowler, a retired U.S. Navy Admiral who was responsible for overseeing the construction of both Disneyland and Walt Disney World. The Admiral Joe Fowler will carry Magic Kingdom guests for almost the next 10 years. Awesome. And you know what's really cool for people who may not know this is if you go on to the Liberty Bell now, it's the Liberty Bell. Mm-hmm. Um, and you go and ride on the riverboat, you can ask a cast member and they will, at least they used to be, let you go up to where the captain is on, who drives the riverboat and you can go up there and talk with them and get pictures and stuff like that. I don't know if they still do it, but Sophie and I did that once. That's neat. Yeah, it was really neat. And so we it were up at the very neat. top. We were at the very top because there's a, like a steps up to go to where they were. So it was kind of neat. Yeah. So, so check that out. If you have little ones that are really into that sort of stuff, they might really, that might be something that might be a neat treat for them to, to experience. That's so. great. Great. Thank you, Sophie. Great history, Sophie. Thank you so much. Thank you. Now then. Uh-huh. Don, don, don don. Get brown to that. To Dump brass tacks, down. everybody. It's in the brass tacks. Yep. I almost called it Tass Brax. I don't know what's wrong <laughs> with me today. Well, <sighs> this character lives in an orphanage. An orphanage? Wait, is it from the Meet the Robinsons? Of course, he's not saying. <laughs> no, I'm not saying. <laughs> it's either this Lewis char- or Goob. This character is interested in baseball. 
Goob. Michael Yagubian. <laughs> Mike Yagubian, yep. Oh. Goodness gracious. Two hints, people. It didn't even, it took one and a half, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, Great job, Sophie. And he was so tired, he missed making the game-winning catch because... Because Lewis kept him up all night inventing a memory scanner. And that's what started. <laughs> Goob is such a sad, sad character, you know? Yes, but he but gets the redemption it all at the gets end. fixed. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, he leads yes. to him being a bowler hat guy and everything mm-hmm. like that. And it's- then, due to temporal time travel shenanigans, Lewis even realizes the mistake. Before it's about to be made And he actually wakes up Goob Right in time to catch that ball Yeah. And then that just sets him on a whole new course And it's so nice But yes Your who's who character is Goob Mike Goob Yagoobian From Meet the Robinsons That's awesome Sophie Goodness gracious Thank you Good job (laughs) Goodness She just blows me away. I could see on my dad's face that when I said, is it from Meet the Robinsons? And he just kind of looked at me like. Yeah, he wasn't going to tell you. I wasn't sure if he was like happy or disappointed. And I I feel sad. No, I wasn't disappointed. I was, I didn't expect you to not get it. He was amazed. And and I also wasn't going to give you any other. Answers. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna stay silent. <laughs> <laughs> the issue is that silence it's deafening in times like that. Well, it is what it is. Yep. Oh, <laughs> that's great. That's All great. right. Well, that takes us to Brenda for a yes. little bit of Walt. Yes, and you know, Walt loved music too. He loved music. He especially loved Feed the Birds. Oh, from yes. Mary Poppins, and he had mm-hmm. the Sherman Brothers do that song a lot. He, yeah. it, it kept him grounded or something. Something it made him feel better somehow. Yeah. Uh, but he said a good concert, if you're kind of relaxed, it can do something to you. It's sort of an emotional break you get by listening to music. Well, that's true. You. Yeah, it touches that's your very soul. Very true. And you know what? Speaking of feed the birds, that was. That that was it. It wasn't on my top five here, but it would definitely be on my top ten. Let's yeah. go fly a kite would be on my top ten. But oh I remember, goodness. I remember hearing on on I think it was on Sirius XM or something mm-hmm. a song that, and I think I shared it with you, Sophie, mm-hmm. about it was the Sherman Brothers, and it was a song that morphed into. I think feed the birds or something like that. But after Walt passed away, the Sherman brothers, one of them, I think, I don't know if it was both of them, but one of them would go over to Walt's office before they converted it and switched and then the new president got it. They would go over there and they would play that just to remember Walt a little bit, yeah, you know, that's sweet. It's yeah. super sweet, and it's just, yeah, it's it's the power of a song, and the power of a man, and yeah, and how one person can 
changed so many projections for so many people across this world you know yeah and that's that's why we do this show yep that's that's the whole reason we do this show is because we have such an affinity for what walt disney did and and what was created out of that so that's right and that takes us that is our that is our conclusion for this week but that takes us to next week next week is a very much an open-ended question and i'm asking it to all the listeners as well the question is what keeps bringing us back to disney you know yeah there is a lot that goes into that question and we're gonna try and answer that and god bless you brenda (laughs) Um, thank you god bless you (laughs) but that is next week so until then i'm mike she's sophie that's brenda he's grogu and we hope you all have a great week and we will see see you on the road road. Bye. bye bye everyone